The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This show is brought to you by Miami Grill. For over 30 years, Miami Grill has brought you big favorites from big cities, featuring authentic ingredients prepared fresh to order, with the best cheesesteaks, wings, gyros, burgers, and more. Don't just bring dinner home, bring home Miami. Order online or in person. Pickup, drive through dine-in, and delivery available at all locations. If you're craving it, they're making it. Bringing Miami Grill home has never been easier. With locations all over South Florida, check MyMiamiGrill.com to find yours. That's MyMiamiGrill.com. To find Miami Grill. While we're in the middle of this booming real estate market of South Florida, you may be looking to purchase a new house or refinance your current one. You can make sure that you have an attorney-owned title company handle your contract and close for the low price of $295. Reach out to our good friend Seltzer Mayberg. Give them a call at 305-444-1565 and mention 5 Reason Sports in order to get that $295 closing fee on all purchases and refinances. So go ahead and purchase or refinance that house knowing that you'll have an attorney reviewing and handling your closing for $295 when you mention 5 Reason Sports. You can also visit their website at onecalllegal.com where they'll be able to assist you with any of your legal needs, whether it's a divorce or a car accident or slip and fall. Everything is in-house, and they're ready to help you with whatever you may need an attorney for. That is 305-444-1565, Seltzer Maidberg. Let me introduce you to another sponsor, bestever.com. That is B-S-T-E-V-R.com. Bestever.com is a fantasy sports simulator that uses real-life data to simulate hypothetical situations. For example, ever wondered if Dan Marino could win a Super Bowl with a top 10 running game? We all have. You can do that with bestever.com. Let's say the Dolphins are in the running for a big free agent. Just add them to the current team and simulate games to see how it can turn out. Just open a free account and start building your own story and have bestever.com spit out game stories just for you. Bestever is not only fun to use, but has many uses beyond just curiosity. Go to bestever.com. That's B-S-T. EVR.com. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. 
And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. And we are brought to you by Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official beer of Five Reasons Sports Network. And, of course, Manscaped. Use 5RSN, 20% off. Go get that draft guide. We will provide the links. Simon, $4.12. Anything else you want to add to that? The best money you'll ever spend. Absolutely. And we'll provide the, the, the links on the three yards per carry account. It's a pre-order right now. Okay. So stop asking me when it's going to get downloaded. Comes the 19th. Out on the 19th of April. 19th it comes out. So if you get it right now, it's a pre-order. $4.12. Like really, you know, $4.12. Well, three pound if you're listening in the UK. It's less than a Starbucks coffee. Okay. It really is. All right, in some it's, places, it's less than a Danish it's 87,245 words. And 200 and how many pages? 250? 250 no, it's prospects. Like, it's, 100 and, uh, it's 145 pages. It's 87,245 words, and it's about 290 prospects. It's and about 21,000 words per dollar. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, $4.12. Like, you know, come on. You know, I'll provide the links all the time, at least. Once a day, I'll provide the link on three yards per carry Twitter account. All right, defensive backs. Now, I think this is a sleeper, okay? Because I think it's a distinct possibility that one of these guys, especially at the top of this draft, because I think there's a there's some good cornerbacks here, could drop to 18. Now, we'll get into our best of class and our, you know, our day one guys, day two, day three, safeties. But I'll start here. Simon, do you think there's a possibility that one of these guys, let's say Patrick Sertan. No. Junior drops to 18 (laughs) and the Dolphins say, no, there's no way. We just got to take him. Zero chance. He drops to 18. Okay. JC Horn. Zero chance. Whoa. Horn, I go above Sertan. uh, Caleb Farley. I don't think he fits, but let's say he drops and somebody in the front office likes him. Do you think cornerback is a possibility at all at 18? schematically he doesn't fit at all and right. to be honest i don't see it on tape he's an analytics favorite who to me his ability doesn't match up to what i see on tape okay i just give you my my date my top three guys in the first round uh i agree with you uh cal farley he just doesn't fit so you don't think that there's a way that they'll take a defensive back at 18 you don't think that that's a possibility no i think they'll take a defensive back in the first three rounds but it won't be in the first round and it won't be 18 all right Chris, do you do you see it? Like, could it happen? Like, could they dazzle us at eighteen? Just take a defensive back, or maybe even a safety at no. eighteen. No. Okay. <laughs> Just All simple, right. simple. No, that's not happening. I think by the grace of God, if one, if uh, one or two, because I think only two fit, uh, Sertan or J.C. Horn drop to eighteen. I don't see how he, they're not the BPA at eighteen. So I think that they would be forced to take them at eighteen. Unless there's a team that, you know, just says, you know, we need a cornerback badly and they give us a King's ransom for one. But I'll start it off here. Best in class. I don't think it's changed, in my opinion, for the last few months. Patrick Sertan, he's been groomed for this. If you know high school down here, he was recruited to play at St. Thomas Aquinas. Decided not to go play over there. And yes, recruiting is illegal down here, but it happens in high school. And he decided to play under his father. And his father ushered him right into Alabama. I think he's been very, very good at Alabama. Very, very stiff hands. 
of course, he has the great pedigree. You know, he breaks sharply for the wall. He's a willing for the ball. He's a willing tackler. He sees plays in zone. Good in man. That's my best in class. Patrick Sertan. Simon, yours. Yeah, he's the number one corner for me, but only just over JC Horn. Um, I think Horn is a really, really good player. Ultra physical. He's long. He's athletic. Um, what I love about Satan is patience. He's got so much patience, uh, and it's a real rarity. Um, you know, he's got the great size. He's got the great movement skills, the bloodlines. He's battle-tested at the highest level. But the patients, to me, are just um, different class. He never looks uncomfortable at any point during the route. Um, you know, he's aggressive. He's physical. He never panics. Um, he's smooth. Um, and he's played all over. He's played inside. He's played the star position that Minka Fitzpatrick played. Um I know his DB coach at Alabama who coached Jalen Ramsey at FSU said that he reminds him so much of Ramsey. I think it's probably a little bit of a stretch, but I think he's a really good player. I love Horn. I, I think he's a great player. Um, I saw him, and in fact, Chris and I talked about him. Um, Chris probably doesn't remember this, but back in when he was a freshman, he had four pass breakups in the end zone against Missouri. We talked about it on WhatsApp. And um, yeah, I love Horn. He's a great player. And then to me, Asante Samuel Jr., if he, if he wasn't 5'10", 180, if he was 6'1", 205, you know, this is Jair Alexander 2.0. Um, and the only thing stopping him from from being a top 25 pick uh, is the fact that he's uh, his, his size to me. He is a really, really good player. Um, and he's a feisty ball hawk. He's got great speed, match up one-on-one with anybody. He's not an inside corner. He's an outside corner. Um I'm a big fan of Asante Samuel. Um, they would be my top three corners. But I have a number of corners that I would, I think I'll value on day one, uh, probably five or six. But um, but yeah, that, that would be my top three. Chris, you're best in class. Uh, I actually have to go with JC Horn on this um, over Sertan. I just think if you look at Sertan, what he was in college um, versus JC Horn, Horn uh, in college I think you probably I mean the way JC Horn plays is very attractive to me but if you you know the catches given up and and the performance you'd probably have to give the nod to Patrick Sertan but I think we see over and over again in the um the when when it comes to these college players going into the NFL at this position in particular um it's a very unique position this way you the guys that couldn't cover anybody sometimes uh, end up NFL players and starters and, you know, playing a long time because they have phenomenal athleticism. And, um, and I think that it ends up being a very big deal at this position. And so JC Horn is, is a very good player on the field, very attractive, very physical. Um, I love his athleticism and the way he moves and uh, the attitude that he plays with. Uh, all of these are attractive traits at the next level. But in addition to that, he is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, he, he runs in the four threes. He's got a 41 and a half inch vertical. And he's, you know, he's 11 foot broad jump, 11 foot one broad jump. He's six foot one. He's 205 pounds. I mean, he's, he's perfect. He's perfect that way. Um, and I think that at the next level, that plays. And, uh, and, and it's not that Patrick Sertan won't. I think, you know, that we're talking about two very good players. But we have to decide one over the other. And this is the, this is the one that I'm going to decide. 
Um, I'm going to say that uh, I, I would draft J.C. Horn uh, top of of all the corners in this draft, and then I would go for Patrick Sertan. Um, and I don't really have a, a very good feel for you know the the value of Caleb Farley. Um, so you know I'd probably just I'd probably just punt there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, and, and and really after that, I, I don't really see much. Um, that I, that I love. Uh, I know some people love Eric Stokes, but, and again, this is one of those situations where, you know, sometimes Eric Stokes couldn't cover anybody. Um, I like and, his teammate and, better. Well, yeah, exactly. I think Tyson Campbell was better. Um, I think, it, I think at times DJ Daniel was better. Yeah, DJ Daniel. Um, but not uh, web. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think that, uh, I think that, you know, this is a guy with, unbelievable athleticism um and and you you're not surprised all of a sudden he gets in the nfl and he's a far better player than he was in college i think that happens all the time at the corner position um and so you got to prepare yourself for that um but i so i I find it difficult to really get interested in the day two area um i do like asante samuel i i simon I, i would chime in with you on that He's always been a very uh, attractive player, the way he plays the game. Um, but at the same time, there are guys on day three that I know will be on day three, um, maybe even late on day three, that don't necessarily have less attractive physical characteristics than Asante Samuel and do also play with that. And so, uh, so I, I do wonder about the value. Uh, on day two, I, I kind of wonder if I'm if I'm not getting Sir Tanner Horn, uh, you know, if I should bother too much um, in the second or third round. Uh, I could be convinced, certainly, but um, but yeah, that's where I am. All right, Sammy, you seem to, you seem to be I don't know I wouldn't say hot on this class, but you said five guys you can make a case for going in the first round. Yeah, I mean, for, from my own personal point okay. of view, I mean, look, the the, the two top guys, and I have a Santa Samuel. I then have Greg Newsom at Northwestern, who I think has got outstanding feet. I think he had a really good year. He's probably got the best footwork of anybody in the draft. He's coordinated, he's competitive, he's quick, he's feisty. He has 21 pass breakups in the last two seasons. He's quite inexperienced. He's never finished a full season because of injuries. He has great ball skills. That, great like, that's ball something skills. you notice right away. Uh, and then to me, look, I, I, I taught this guy out for 18 months. He is not going to go this high, but Keith Taylor of Washington is to me arguably the most underrated player in the entire draft. I think he is long, he's 6'3, 196. He's long, versatile. He's a man cover guy. He's got smooth, smooth movement skills. Again, what I talked about Satan, no panic. He's got really nice feet. He stays in phase. And then he rocked up in Mobile and had a great week of practice, an outstanding game. But the, the downside is ball skills. His last pick came during his senior year of high school and he played in every <laughs> game at Washington over four years. The upside to that, he's incredibly smart. He's got a great football IQ. I really, really like him. I think he's a really, really interesting player. And there's, you know, day two guys, you know, Chris, I know Chris has talked about Kelvin Joseph. He's a good player. We talked about Stokes, obviously. Tyson Campbell, who played with Satan and Marco Wilson in high school. The guy who I absolutely love is Elijah Molden of Washington, who's Taylor's running mate, but he's the best pure slot in the draft. I mean, he's just a really good player. His dad was Alex Molden, who was taken 11th overall uh, in the draft uh, back in the, the year that Ray Lewis came out. 
I think Aaron Robinson, another interesting slot. Uh, Alabama transfer played at UCF is a really interesting player. Chris talked about DJ Daniel. There's some small school guys. Robert Rochelle of Central Arkansas is an interesting player. Was on the Bruce Feldman freak list. Ambry Thomas at Michigan. I mean, he's a he's a really good player. He's a solid sort of high floor bump and run corner. Paulson Adebo at Stanford is big, is long. I mean, to me, there's some there's some really interesting players. And this is just day two, guys. With Ben St. Juiced. I know Chris likes Ben St. Juiced as well. And then you're looking on, you know, Kerry Vincent, the nickelback at LSU is a really interesting player. He was a two-time state champion in the 200 metres. You know, you're going you're gonna to see somebody like Sean Wade will fall down to day three. Um, Nation Wright of Oregon State, Brian Mills at North North Carolina Central. So there's a lot of really interesting guys. But to me, someone like Keith Taylor is going to be really good value. I think we'll probably go on day two. Yeah, speaking of day two, yeah, I love Tyson Campbell. Um, yes, he has stiff extension. When he extends his arms, he can reroute wide receivers. You know, I've been looking for, you know, the second coming of Keith Tlaib and I don't know if he is a keep to lead, but you know, he's a shot at a keep to lead. He's long, lean, good in press. He recognizes routes well across his face, but he doesn't break on a lot of balls in zone. All right. And that's probably an issue, you know, and some scouts think that he's slow to react and off coverage. Like he has issues in space, but I'll give you one guy. And, and I guess then we'll go to Chris on this, but Simon, you could give me the front page on him. If I owe to Molifanwu, do you think he plays safety at the next level or do you think he's going to stay as, as a corner? He'll probably get first look as a corner, um, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, to me, he's an athlete playing football very much like very much like his brother. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Obi Molifanwu is his brother, obviously second-round pick of the Raiders. Uh, he's very, very similar physically. He's tall, he's long. But he's incredibly raw. Uh, I think ultimately he'll probably get work to uh, safety because he needs a lot of work on like route recognition, on footwork, and just overall technique. Uh, you know, he's got some intriguing skills, but uh, I don't know. Look, he showed up at the senior bar and, uh, and people said, "Oh yeah, Melifonwu could be this tight end eliminator." Yeah. How, how, how often do we hear the term tight end eliminator? And it never all the happened. time. You know, Isaiah Simmons was the most latest tight end eliminator. Um, it didn't happen. I think much like his brother, you just wonder if he's a great athlete in pads and uh, and a helmet rather than a rather than a um, an NFL corner. I just uh, to me, I just don't see it. All right, Chris, you're day two guys, and would you be hunting for one on day two? Can I just say that um, my brain has left the building and I completely forgot about Calvin Joseph? Yeah, so, no worries, uh, buddy. I got you back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, because he's actually he's actually very very borderline, if not outright day one for me. Um, Calvin Joseph, I think that he can be used anywhere in the secondary, um, and I think that he can he can you can think about putting putting him on uh, the biggest receiving threat that you uh, that you perceive on the other side of the field, um, particularly bigger guys. Um, he did get you know who didn't but uh, Kyle Pitts did embarrass him a, a couple of times. But he's also the only guy that I've ever seen win the whole game against uh, Devonta Smith. I've never seen anybody else do that. Um, so I think that, you know, he's, he's, he's a good player. Uh, you mentioned Benjamin St. Juiced. Um, that's a really good player. I think that he's – look at the way he moves. Look at his length. He's six foot three. 
Um, I th- think did, didn't he run like an under four second shuttle or something like that? I mean, it, like he he's a he's a good mover. He went and showed up at the Senior Bowl. I thought he played really well um, in in the Senior Bowl. I thought you know he was very. I think Keith Taylor, as you say, Simon, um, he's a very good player. He played well at the Senior Bowl. He's very attractively built, and and I wonder why he's not getting um, as you know, more play than he is, uh, you know, certainly I, you look at these two guys, St. Juicer, uh, or, um, Keith Taylor versus a Tyson Campbell. And I, I think, you know, Tyson Campbell is a good, is a fine player. I like him. Um, but you know, why, why is one rated so much, you know, higher than the others? Um, that's what I wonder, or, or as you mentioned, if you, if you ought to Melifonwu, um, you know, why? Uh, I think Aaron Robertson Robinson's a pretty good player, but I kind of, I kind of wonder if there's a little bit, uh, excuse my language, a little bit of fuck up there. Um, in, in his game, uh, I think that, uh, Trey, uh, Brown of Oklahoma, the more I watched him, the more I realized, you know, he's, he's a very good football player and he's just a good overall football player too. Um, and I think that even though he's kind of smallish and a lot of people are going to say well you know maybe he's just in a slot uh, you know that's that's possible I, I, who knows uh, really at the next level I will just say that you know Bobby McCain has ended up a good player at the the next level I mean he was he was he was also small and and not supposed to you know be all that good because of that if you look at <laughs> you mentioned tight end eliminators and this is funny because it's like um, if you look at um Mike Gesicki when we played them and uh you know who the the Rams tight end eliminator was it was Darius Williams who's like five foot nine (laughs) (laughs) you know uh, and and I think everybody says it's gonna be this uh you know this super lengthy or uh um weird uh linebacker safety hybrid type type guy and in the end you know it's Darius Williams little five foot nine 187 pound uh UAB UAB blazer that uh that was that was defending passes against Mike Gesicki, uh, you know, passes that we thought he should have gotten, but it, you know, the guy just made made good plays. Um, yeah, I love Trey, Trey Brown. We talked about it during the Senior Bowl that you know Trey Brown, you know, he's kind of like a do over on Bobby McCain. But I'll, let yeah. me ask you a question on, on Trey Brown. He's played outside his whole career. At the Senior Bowl, they had him doing drills inside the hashes with the linebackers and the safeties. Which kind of tells you, okay, the scouts think he's probably a slot corner. Concern there that he can pull it off? No, it's just a, listen, they've seen him on the outside. Yeah. Um, you know, they and, want to try him there inside. This is, this is where the obvious is the obvious. Yeah, you look at his size and you're like, okay, I need to see him on the inside. Um, and it's not because it's not necessarily like we've already concluded that he can't play on the outside. It's just that we've, we've seen him on the outside and he's his size and his profile kind of lends itself. Yeah. And by the way, before people ask, before the people, before people ask, that was Matt rules coaching staff that started playing him inside, not Flores's coaching staff. Right. Right. And uh, Benjamin St. Juice was on, was on Flores's team, right? Mm, I believe so. And I think, I think that's, I really do think that's one to watch there, but um, yeah, I, Trey Brown, as you say, you know, 
the scouts probably are like, you know, hey, we we need to see this guy inside, and there there would be obvious reasons for that. Um, so I think that, uh, but I think he's a good player. And these are a lot of these guys are day day more day three guys that mm-hmm. that we're thinking about. Calvin Joseph is day one, day two, but um, you know some of these guys that we're talking about, and Benjamin St. Juice, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in day two. But um, you know, otherwise we're yeah, I'd take a flyer on Trey, Trey, um, Trey Brown, or I take a flyer on Keith Taylor, um, or uh, one of these. Uh, some of the I, I, there was another guy, but I'm trying to. I'm, his name is escaping me. But um, but yeah, there's there's a couple of those guys that I take uh, take a flyer on in day three. Yeah, DJ Daniel is, is a guy who. Oh yeah, DJ Daniel. That's yeah, everybody right. has them day three. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up cornerbacks here. Simon, your day three guys. Anybody we haven't covered? Somebody we have to look at? Um, I don't think so. I mean, there's a, some really interesting slots. I mean, you look at Diomedo Lenoir, um, Thomas Graham at Oregon, uh, Shaquille Brown kind of interesting guys. I mean, they're not really for me, but Marco Wilson's an interesting kid. I mean, he played alongside mm-hmm. Pat Satan and Tyson Campbell. Never really put it together completely. And obviously, so probably most famous for chucking the uh, the shoe at the end of the LSU game to set up the game-winning field goal. You know, he's had a couple of ACL tears and some other injury issues. But he's ridiculously athletic. Um, it's just he's maddeningly inconsistent if you watch his tape. Um, and actually he's kind of got progressively worse as a prospect because his best season was 2017 but he can run with anybody, he's got good hips he just doesn't do enough of his talent but if somebody can light a fire in him I think he's a really interesting uh, interesting player um, Darren Hall at San Diego State is a day three corner very good blitzer, played well at the senior bowl um, I like him, I think he's interesting he can be a nickel, he can bring some sort of deep safety versatility as well um, so yeah, there's some there's some decent players, uh, even on day three. Um, and I, I tell you, one guy, one also one guy to look out for is Avery Williams of Boise State. He's a former walk-on who ended up starting 44 games. And whilst he might get struggled to dr- get drafted as a pure corner, his returnability. He has six punt touchdowns and six kick return touchdowns. Um, he is not a believer in fair catches. He's also a superb special teams cover guy. He's blocked multiple punts, both in high school and in. Um, and in college, he is a very, very interesting punt returner. His very first play at Boise, he returned a punt 81 yards for a touchdown. So, um, and actually at his pro day, he was asked to work out as a third down running back. So it'll be interesting to see. He's a sort of jack of all trades. He could really add some juice on special teams. All right, moving on to safeties. I got one guy in the first round, one day, one guy, Trevon Morick. I'll start here. And I guess obviously that's my best in class, but I'll start here. Simon, do you think that they'll draft Bobby McCain's immediate replacement or future replacement in this draft? Uh, it depends, I think. And I think if they did, it would be Javon Holland of Oregon. Um, to me, he's the number one safety. Uh, he's a sort of safety nickel hybrid. I think he's just a phenomenal player. Um, elite ball skills, instinctive. He played an awful lot as a slot, but when you look at him at safety, you watch his tape at safety, he's just got a safety's brain, a safety's mindset. He reads the field really well. He's just got a really... I mean, I like Trevor Morig. I think he's a really good player. Um, Holland's kind of suffered a little bit of that kind of out of sight, out of mind, because he opted out of 2020. Mm-hmm. But he is, uh, you know, his ball skills and instincts are borderline elite from from the deep safety position. I hope he's a really good nickel corner as well. So, um, um, to me, Javon Holland is is uh, the best safety. Morig's a pure free safety. You know, um, he's a guy mm-hmm. who can play single high. Um, but he can also come down and play nickel, but not need to the level that 
that Holland can. But yeah, to me, those are the two guys. And then Richie Grant of UCF would be the, the third. Yeah, I got him on my list. Uh, I got like a few guys, but yeah, at the top of the draft, Morig, Richie Grant, Intrigue. As far as replacing Bobby McCain right away. There's one guy that I could see going into that mix, and that's Tyree Gillespie of Missouri. Yeah. Um, he is he flashes like a high first rounder at times. I mean, you put yes. on his tape against Florida and you put on his tape against Alabama. You know, he shut down to all intents and purposes Carl Pitts. Um, and then I mean he's Eddie Jackson. That's kind of who he is. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you watch him. You watch him against Alabama. I mean, there's a particular drive where he he has a pass breakup against Devonta Smith where he drives on the ball. He then comes from deep left safety position, comes across the field and tackles Javon, uh, tackles Jalen Waddle, running the alley, sort of evading three or four people to get to Jalen Waddle, holding him to a one-yard gain. And then the next play, he stuffs, and then later on in the drive, he stuffs Najee Harris short of the end zone on third and goal or the one I mean he is rangy as fuck. He's speedy. Um he is I mean I talked about Keith Taylor as being underrated. Tyree Gillespie's another underrated player. He's just rangy, speedy. He can run the alley. He's a serious talent. I think he's a very, very interesting player. All right, Chris and he, same... and he ran a four three eight at the Missouri Pro Day. Well, yeah. That's the useful. rest of his the rest of his uh, the rest of his stuff, you know, supported it. It wasn't it didn't, yeah. didn't just come out of nowhere. Um, Chris, yeah, same he, question: best in class, and are they are they drafting Bobby McCain's immediate or future replacement in this one? They're definitely going to draft a, a you know kind of a corner safety kind of guy, and I, I think that's just because they're just going to keep it. This is a Bill Belichick thing. Um, you just you just keep those coming. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's sort of like uh, how some people have say you draft a quarterback every year. Well, you know, and Bill Belichick's uh, uh, teams, uh, and this will go to Miami as well. You just keep drafting defensive backs. Um, and I think that's going to happen with Miami. I think that they're going to get, uh, they're going to get somebody. It's going to be somebody that uh, we're, we're going to look at and say, you know, they've got a lot of versatility. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, the guy, they have versatility uh you know we've seen them with talk about it i think richie grant does have some versatility i think uh you know um james wiggins cincinnati um he's got versatility corner corner safety versatility um tyree gillespie you kind of stole my uh, that was that's a guy <laughs> that's 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 really that's really a guy to watch out for um you know damar hamlin is a guy to watch out for um i think that uh there's there's divine Diablo is going to be a guy to watch out for him. Not, not because, not because he's a, uh, um, you know, corner safety kind of uh hybrid, but you know, for different reasons, I think that he's a, a bigger safety with, you know, fantastic athleticism uh, and can really be used uh, up front and across different roles. And Miami, Miami, I think explored that with him a lot in the senior bowl. So that's he's Cam Chancellor, isn't he? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, he's he really he really is. He's got that kind of size and an athletic profile. And, he also um, has a brother. He also has a brother that took exception to me calling one of his plays. You know, <laughs> during the the Senior Bowl. So he has an active Twitter following. Let's he, just also say has, he also has seven hundred thirty nine special team snaps. Yeah, um, and he's an outstanding punt gunner. You know, and you could see, you could kind of look at, look across the game, the senior bowl game, and also the practices, you could kind of see 
some players that like you look at the way Miami, you look at the snap counts, you look at the snaps that they got, the place they had in the rotation and, you know, stuff like that. You could tell that Miami was was getting stronger looks at some of these guys. I think Divine Diablo was one of those guys. Yeah, Demar uh, Hamlin's the other, isn't he? The pit kid. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Twenty five hundred snaps. I think. Yeah. He's a I watched corner. Yeah, I watched every single practice, as did you, Chris. Right? I think you watched. Yeah. yeah right. Yes. Yeah. I did. Yeah, and I give it to you, Simon. So I'm pretty sure you did too. So I did. Yeah. Demar Hamlin was made captain on day one of practice. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? Okay. And I'm, by the way, he's made captain by Brian Flores. All right. Then, of course, Senior Bowl day comes and uh, the game comes. He gets an interception. He pops up with the ball. And who's giving him a high five, smiling ear to ear, giving him a hug? Brian Flores. There's mm-hmm. something going on there. So I would obviously you got to watch him. Right. But and we've talked about him before. I guess you could talk about him a little bit here. But what about his teammate, Paris Ford, Simon? Yeah, I mean, Paris Ford will go undrafted. He ran a four ninety eight. You know, uh, you don't get drafted if you run a four ninety eight. I mean, you know did what? He have a broken no, leg. Simon, did he have Simon, a broken leg? You, you got to look at that entire Pittsburgh pro day, though. Just look <laughs> at it all across the board. I mean, gravity was working overtime in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh that day. I swear to God. Or maybe they were all out par- at the same party the night before. I don't know. But there was something going on with that entire pit, pit pro day. Mm. Um, and Paris Ford just <laughs> – that's one of the worst things I've ever seen, actually. Um, it's you horrendous know, time. It is horrendous. And and what's his name? You know, we, we like Demar. Demar Hamlin is faster than 4'6 to me. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, that's what he got at that pro day. I mean, you look at some of the guys. As Jalen Twyman was a uh, was, was not very impressive. I think he's better than that. Um, you know, I think I think there's some. I don't know. Something was was happening that day. I don't know if they were running on a bad surface or what. Um, certainly, Paris Ford is not a guy who runs as. You know, being what he was at Pitt, he's not an offensive lineman in the secondary. Um, you know, that's no, no. So yeah, um, you don't run. You don't I run. Think, you don't run around all over the place, hitting people, smacking people. Yeah. he plays with a lot of enthusiasm too. Like you know, he's a raw, raw guy. There's no way he runs a four nine, four seven, maybe. Yeah, I, exactly. Um, so I, I think that you're right. I think Demar Hamlin's a guy you watch because of Miami. I think, as I said, didn't divine Diablo because of the way they got on with these players. Um, you know, somebody on the other side of the field who got the best, uh, I think he got the best safety award or, um, you know, the players that were faced him uh, were voted him that. And that's Christian Upoff of mm. uh, Illinois State. I think he's a strong player. I think he's mm. big. I think he can move. Um, I think uh, he's an interesting guy for day three to look at. Um, you know, I, I didn't even really talk about the top, but that's, that's because the top honestly doesn't, doesn't excite me that much. I, I, I don't really I watched Javon Holland probably three of his games and I didn't really I, I didn't get it <laughs> you know honestly like like why why is he why is he um, why am I supposed to take him in the first round why am I you know why am I really coveting this uh, Javon Morig you know again nice player but like I kind of wonder if he's more of a, a two deep safety um, you know or split safety uh, and, and those are honestly, you know, depending on the system, they can be a dime a dozen, um, you know, 
Andre Cisco, no, no please, no. no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hamza Nasr Sorry, <laughs> Hamza, Hamza Nasruddin. Yeah, the, I blame that on the echo in here. That's it's very spacey. Of course, um, yeah. <laughs> the, so yeah, he he's, he can actually be interesting. Yeah, I think he's they, very interesting. He can be a, a pretty good player. Um, you know, I, I think you, you don't really start to get interesting value to me until you get into day three, really, um, with uh, the safety class. All right, now That's this it. guy, uh, I had to ask about him because you know, among all the names that we get thrown onto the the three yards per carry account. This name was thrown around a lot during the season. We kind of determined that he can't play corner, so obviously he's going to be a safety. What kind of safety he's going to make? Sean Wade of Ohio State. Simon, have at it. I know you didn't like him during the season. Yeah, I mean, he just had a really poor season. I mean, the the, the, the issue with Wade was that he'd obviously played nickel before and played at a, a decent level. Um, and he had to kick outside. That was the biggest question. You know, he was his season was one of the most interesting because he opted out and probably would have gone in the first two rounds if he stayed out. He, you know, to his credit, he went back um, and just really struggled outside. He just the gamble failed, and you know, nowhere more so than in the national championship where he was just absolutely taking apart the seams. Um, you know, people talk about him being a safety. He's never played. Safety really, he's played a few snaps for Ohio State, but not very many. Um, he's a you know, what is he? He's tough, he's aggressive, but he couldn't flip his hips and run outside. You know, um, you watch him, there are times in nickel, um, you watch him against Indiana, uh, against Watt Fillier in 2019. I mean, he Fillier just takes him apart in the nickel. Um, so what what happens to the stock of a of a pure nickel cornerback with some special teams and safety potential? I mean, to me, he falls into day three, um, and there's there's stuff to work with, but I don't think he's going to be the prospect that people thought he was going to be. Chris, what you said? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, All right, I yeah. guess I guess we could finish up here. Any day three guys we haven't touched on, Simon, that you want to. Yeah, I mean, I really like Caden Stearns, although I think he'll go on day two. The Texas safety is a pure free safety. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's a, a really good player. He's just he's just injured a lot. That would be the concern with me for Stearns. Um, but he's a nice player. And then just a couple of sort of off-the-radar guys. We talked about DeMar Hamlin, um, who's a good player. Chris talked about James Wiggins, who I really like. I like Richard LeCount um, of Georgia. I think he's got some talent. Um and then Tariq Thompson of San Diego State is uh, kind of a safety nickel. He started 47 games, 3,000 snaps. He's not fast or athletic overly, but he's always around the ball, both run and pass. He's rangy. He's got good length. He diagnoses really quickly. And he's got great instincts and ball skills. 12 picks, 7 forced fumbles in those 3,000-plus snaps. Um, he's just a high-floor day, day three player who's going to contribute for somebody for, for a decade. And then Chris obviously mentioned Diablo. The other guy is Jamar Johnson of Indiana, um, who's a bit inexperienced, but he had two picks against Justin Fields last year. He works as a, as a single high safety all from the nickel. Um, and he's not, again, he doesn't have great top end speed and he doesn't have great elite sort of athletic traits, but he's instinctive. He's smart and he's really, really good in coverage. Uh, he's just a versatile guy. He's going to make an early impression on, on, on special teams and, and sub-packages. He's, uh, yeah, a couple of interesting guys. 
Yeah, and the Twitter listener wanted me to ask you about this guy. I don't think I told him he's not a he's not a fit because I think he's more of a cover two guy. But Eric Borrello of Wisconsin, your thoughts on him? Yeah, I mean he's not a not for me, Clive, as as we'd say over here. <laughs> I mean I think I don't think he gets drafted, frankly. So yeah, uh, I, I would say so too. Uh, I was just asked. It's probably his brother that, that asked me because Divine Diablo's brother actually did you know hook up with our three yards per carry account. To tell me he will make a fine special teams player here in Miami. Which he will. Which he <laughs> will. absolutely will. He could Have be we, an all-pro special teamer. Is it fair that we've not once mentioned, uh, you know, Talanoa Hafanga or Hafanga of USC? I mean, I mean, it, again, not for me, Clive. And the the really? injuries. I mean, two broken right collarbones. Oh, I know the injuries. Definitely. A seriously sprained right shoulder. Two surgeries. A concussion. And none of that's helped by his play style. I mean, he's you know you love to have him on your team because he you know has there has there tough. ever been a safety from USC that wasn't good? Yeah, Taylor Mays. <laughs> good yes. one. Great there one. Very nice. Taylor. I mean, and that was quick too. That was quick too, Simon. Very well done. Medicals are an absolute mess. You know, yeah. I think he's a ball magnet. He's a physical box safety. He's a kind of alley protector. He's instinctive. He's got a great football brain. He's that kind of see it, hit it, you know, but he's also a see it, hit it, get knocked the fuck out, which is not really what you need. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, the background is, you know, the background is great. You know, Polynesian high school player of the year, prep star, dream team, max prep, all American. His brother played linebacker at Oregon State. His cousin is is uh, the the two Palutu brothers who play at USC. He was a five star wide receiver in safety in high school. He was the number one rated high school prospect in the history of Oregon. Um, but uh, the injuries just frighten the shit out of me. All right, Chris. Anything you want to add before we get out of here? No, that was kind of it. I mean, it, it, I I understand the injuries, but. Um... You know he's he's a pretty good player on the field, yeah. and I think you know to go to run down the entire the entire safety group and and not not mention. I mean because he's yeah. been a he's been he's a talented. player. He's talented. He's talented, and um you know somewhere on day three that somebody's going to say, well, let's roll the dice on yeah, that 100%. those injuries, and I think that that you know that's a fair thing, and I think Caden Stearns is a good shout. Yeah. Um, you know, watch watch a little bit of him when when you're watching the guy that Miami drafted last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I think that that's um, that's an interesting play. He ran four forty. Um, yeah. Otherwise, jump forty two inches yeah. at the Texas Pro Day. You know, he's a yeah. He's a he's a great athlete. athlete. Yeah. We have we have a lot of say, Gator he's, listeners. He's we have a lot of Gator oh. fans that are listeners of ours, and uh, I told this guy that he wasn't going to get drafted. Sean Davis, was I right, Simon? Oh, Sean Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of a late, late sort of. He's a priority free agent, seventh round guy. I didn't even write him up in the magazine in the book, to be honest. Um, Ouch. That's probably yeah. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> All right. I guess we could end it here, and I guess we're bringing the draft guide almost to a close because next week we're just talking linebackers, and we start doing our our in podcast mock drafts. Start thinking about what to do with six and 18 and possibly 36 but till then thanks for listening to three yards per caddy you can subscribe via itunes on podbean or your usual podcast provider
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.